You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and I'm super excited to be bringing you this episode today all about this is why your ideal customers aren't buying. But before we jump into that episode, I'm going to give you guys a super duper quick little life update. I'm currently 34 weeks pregnant. And uh, yeah, man, it's crazy how much I feel like on one hand, the pregnancy has like flown by. And then on the other hand, still feels like there's so much time left to go. Uh, So that that is the current kind of state of affairs. And I'll tell you, like the one thing that I'm doing so differently this time around, I mean, first of all, when you first have a baby, of course, you have like no sweet clue what is coming your way and what the demands are going to be like and, uh, all you know, all the anxiety and nerves. And with this second pregnancy, uh, I definitely know that I will be operating quite a bit differently. And that would be having lots and lots and lots of help. <laughs> so we did have a night doula with, uh, with Coco for a few weeks. But then when it came down to actual care, I was trying to, you know, kind of work in the cracks. And I had a very, uh, like, in, in sort of inconsistent um, babysitters here and there and everywhere. And it was just a very, it was challenging to go from I'm, you know, a first-time mom who's also running a business to, you know, trying to trying to do all the things. So I can tell you this time we have an au pair that is living with us. And she's from Germany, and she'll be helping with cocoa care. And then we have another au pair as well that is going to help with the nighttime care with the baby. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited to hopefully just (laughs) let go of most of that anxiety that came along with having the first one where you're worried about everything to really just being able to enjoy this, uh, yeah, phase of life and everything that is fastly coming our way. So that's the update that is uh where where we're at at this point. So I am doing some batching of recording and getting a bunch of episodes. So if you're listening to this then it's probably mid-November and I am hoping to just get a bunch of great content for you guys uh ready to roll so that uh, we don't miss a beat. So here we are. This is why your ideal customers aren't buying. So if you've been a network marketer for any period of time, you might have heard this term ideal customer. 
This does not mean every customer is the right customer for you. It means that there are a certain set of customers that are the ones that are perfect to work with you. So I always know that if I come across somebody that, you know, they are, I'm going to try to give you guys a really good example here. I had somebody that was interested actually in joining our mastermind. This is something that just launched this summer. And they, you know, basically didn't want to do the curriculum, wanted to do it a different way. And then when we talked about like an individualized solution, it was too far out of the range for them. It was like a very messy, it felt like process because we were just all, all over the place. That is an example of when you know that someone is probably not your ideal customer because they have a different viewpoint on how they want things to go. And I am not the right solution for them. So we can kind of always tell these things. And usually we can tell sort of after they unfold that they were never going to be really happy with <laughs> with being one of your customers. So I think first we've got to recognize that, that like the universe is all about alignment and finding your people. So not everyone is your person. And that is a good thing. Being able to recognize who your people are and who your people aren't is is really important because ones that are, I would say, the ones that don't feel right suck your energy. And the ones that, you know, once you start to attract the right ideal customers, then it really starts to feel like everything is in alignment. Everything is easy. You're not dealing with a bunch of problems and things like that. So I I do think it is really important to be honest and get clear on who are the people that you do want to work with and who are the people that you don't want to work with. So that's the first thing. So getting really exactly clear on who they really are and having that definition drawn out. The next thing that you want to think about is who is your ideal customer, but what is the actual language that they would be using? And can you actually get on a call with them and talk to them? Because the way that we frame things and the way someone else frames things is going to be completely different. So an example may be that someone says they want to uh, lose the fluff and you're calling it fat loss. It's not the same thing. It's a different it's a different thing. So what we can do to make sure that we are in alignment is use the right language and actually get on a phone call with our ideal customer so that we can ask them different questions about what is their dream outcome that they're re- really looking to achieve and what do they feel are the things that are missing? How much would it cost? What have they tried in the past? And getting an answer to all these questions is going to give you so much more context when you can actually get the language from them and you know exactly what they're looking for and you've proven it. You're not just guessing. I think that's one of the hard lessons out there is we're told to guess at these things and it really, you know, there's a lot of effort that goes in after you decide who your ideal customer is. So why would you guess at it? Why wouldn't you just take the time, get on a call with them? And this is usually another way to think about this is like your best customer or the person you most want to work with. If 
maybe you haven't had any customers yet, that's another way you can you can think about this. So making sure you're actually jumping on a Zoom call or a call and learning what language they are actually using. So the next thing that you want to do is you want to actually speak directly to them. Too often we get on social media and we start posting and we are very broad in who we're trying to talk to. Sometimes I've even found that network marketers or people that I've been coaching, they're even afraid to use a term like mom. And so the reason that it's so important to niche down and be speaking directly to the people that you're going to help is that you will just get lost in the noise and you will just float into the background if you're not specifically calling that person out. And if you're trying to be for everyone, you're really being for no one. So it's important that you differentiate who you help and speaking directly to that person. I think being on the other side of it, when you read certain posts or you find certain people, we're most attracted to the people that are putting out the exact vibe that we are looking for. And when somebody is generic in their approach, it can be hard to actually trust them and feel like, yeah, this is the right fit. We make these emotional judgments when we read things about who people help and determine like, am I that person? Am I not that person? So I do think it's part of getting a yes is speaking directly to that person and being able to just pretend you're just talking to them. They're the only person listening you're just talking to them. That is what is going to jump out of the the feed and really get their attention. So we call these hooks in the uh, copywriting world. So various hooks, you might have like text on a reel. It might be the first line of a social media post. These are all hooks that will draw in that ideal customer. Okay, so the next thing that you're going to want to do is Now that you're speaking directly to your ideal customers, you are going to want to have a system to move your ideal prospects, technically they're prospects, they're not customers yet, to becoming ideal customers. And social media is not a great tool to do this. A lot of people are not just, they find you on social media and they buy from you. There's this process they need to go through to actually feel comfortable to buy from you. And it's a lot like dating, right? If we think about someone sees your profile and then you start engaging and then you have to take it a step further, right? Like you have to get their phone number or go in a more intimate environment, go on that first date. Like there's these other important events that have to happen for that person and you to be actually dating, right? And finding customers sort of you know, in that sense is like dating, right? They're putting the trust into you. They're continuing to show up and have that time investment with you. So you need a system that is going to help make your ideal prospects, your ideal customers. And social media is not a system. What you want to do is you want to use social media to really call out those ideal customers and that audience through the three things we've just talked about previously. But then you want to move them into a space that is more intimate. So we can do this through what we call a lead magnet. And your lead magnet should speak, again, directly to your ideal customers. What is it that they feel that they really need in order 
to overcome an objection that they might have. So thinking about it that way would be that when you have this lead magnet that they are super interested in, but it also is helping to overcome like the time objection or a money objection or commitment objection or motivation objection, it's going to get them one step closer to wanting to actually work with you. And then what you're doing is you're moving them off of just communicating through social media to a place where they say like, the stats are crazy around email. It's like uh, 90% of people are checking their email at least twice a day. And this is why it's so important to get people into this more intimate space. Because the other thing would be with email is you know somebody's going to actually open and read that email, like it's sitting in their inbox versus you can post things on social and your your network cannot know about those things, right? Depending on what the algorithm chooses to do. So you need to have this system that's running in the background. That is one of the reasons why people get frustrated. You can't just be posting to your ideal customers and not have an actual system that is working behind the scenes to move them through this this customer journey. So once you have a lead magnet, you're getting them on your email list, you're going to want to be emailing them various things along the way and talking about potential solutions for what they might be experiencing along with providing value and making sure that your emails are not just salesy and that you're not just selling, but you're actually providing value in some way. Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work and it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches. But the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first. So soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F what your upline said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. All right, moving into reason number five, why your ideal customers aren't buying. It actually could be because you're not getting to the root cause 
of why they're actually buying in the first place. And this really comes down to knowing the right questions to ask in the sales process so that you're able to completely understand what they're looking for and completely able to overcome any of those objections before they come up. So some of the things that I would definitely recommend asking around, depending on what your product is, would be questions around, you know, what hasn't worked in the past? What things did you enjoy? What things did you not enjoy? How much time do you have to commit to this? Um, What is your budget? And looking at those sort of questions, I think sometimes people skip ahead too quickly. They get nervous and they try to like jump right to the sale when really we need to understand how people would answer those things uh, to help sort out the people that we might not be able to help. Another example of this would be, so I was telling you guys earlier that I'm, we started a mastermind here in the summer. There are ideal customers that are perfect for that mastermind. And there are customers that definitely aren't. And when I end up getting on the phone with customers that aren't perfect for that program, you can feel it. There's, you know, there's definitely some key things that need to be in place for that person to be perfectly right for that offer. And I think what can happen is sometimes if someone kind of slips through the cracks, we don't ask the right questions, then you can be in this sales situation where you sort of think things are going well. But if you went back and answered those questions, then it would just totally make sense that this person was never going to buy and that you're probably wasting your time. Now, I'm not saying that it's easier said than done, right? We definitely have to be able to filter through and you kind of learn those questions as you go. When I worked in network marketing, selling knives back in the day, one of the questions we always wanted to know is if the person was married, if they owned a house, and if they had kids. And that usually kind of helped us understand if they were ideal customers or not. So sometimes you can get into a situation that, you know, you're in a sales situation with the wrong person. And you haven't asked the right questions beforehand to just make sure that you don't end up in that position. So those are the five reasons why your ideal customer might not be buying and definitely what to do instead. I hope this episode was helpful today and we'll see you next time right back here on Social Selling Simplified. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.